This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Donna Chavis. Well, thank you so much, Sid, and thank you everyone for joining us today for Messianic Vision. I know you're going to have a great time, but have you ever felt stuck in life, like found yourself continually encountering the same issues over and over and over again. And some people may say, oh, you know, it's all in your mind. Well, there's a lot of truth to that statement. Our guest today lives by this very powerful and true statement, a mind that is set on the kingdom of God will manifest the kingdom of God. Now, he says that God has created every single person, and that includes you, with a breathtaking purpose. I had to read that a couple of times because I absolutely loved it. So here he is today to challenge you and equip you to keep on moving forward every single day until you hit that mark that God has set before you. Please welcome Jojo Dawson. Hi, Jojo. Hello. Thank you so much. It is such a huge honor to be on this podcast. I love everything that you guys are doing, and I'm excited to dive in today because I honestly believe that the people that are listening to this, their life can and will be radically changed if they can accept the kingdom mindset that God has for them, because we have been sent to earth with the purpose to manifest the kingdom of God. And when people can find out their purpose and what God created them for, they will walk in a supernatural power like they've only dreamed of. I love, love, love that because how many people walk around this earth and spend years and years and greater portions of their life going, if I only knew what my purpose was, if I only knew my purpose. So Jojo, you are going to help folks figure that out. And I love that. All right, let's start here. I want to get just a little bit of background since it's the first time that we have introduced you to our audience. A little bit of background on you. I know you were raised in a Christian home. You accepted the Lord at 10 and were filled with the Holy Spirit at the age of 20. But you had a little bit of an unusual story about that. Tell me about getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. Well, I was going to a church just to be on the church softball team, and you had to make a certain amount of services each, each month to be on the team. I got well, I didn't it. go one month, and so they had a revival on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Well, I had to make three services, so I went Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. On Wednesday night, the preacher at this Assembly of God church, this evangelist in his King James voice, you know, said, who wants to be filled with the power of God by the evidence of speaking in tongues? And everybody in the church ran up to the front. I was the only person that didn't go up. Uh-oh. I felt weird, so I just walked up to the altar. Yes. And he came and said, son, do you want the power of the Holy Ghost by the evidence of speaking in tongues? I said, sir, I'm Baptist. I ain't got no idea what you're talking about. He said in English, do you want more of God? I said, oh, yeah. He laid hands. You know what happened? Uh-uh. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> oh, no. The next day. I was at a car lot where I was working at. I was trying to sell somebody a truck, and I started speaking in tongues, and I couldn't stop. (laughs) So I ran and got in a minivan at the back of the lot, 
And I sat there for probably a little bit over an hour speaking in tongues, couldn't stop, couldn't speak in English. Finally, when I was able to speak English, I called my pastor, which was my cousin, and I said, man, what in the world happened to me? He said, you got filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I've been praying in tongues ever since, friend. <laughs> I, I hear the power in in your voice, and I see it in your teachings, JoJo. Let me ask you this. You told me right before we started this podcast that this is recent. This is fresh. You just recently had a couple of encounters. I mean, within the last couple of days. What happened? You know, recently the Lord has spoke to me and said, I'm looking for people to give prophetic words, dreams, crazy amounts of kingdom power. Will people walk into those? And I, I've always said, yes, Lord, use me. So two days ago, I got ready to, to walk into our church about six in the morning, and I had my early morning devotion time, and I walked in, and right when I walked in, I heard the Lord speak this to me, I'm waiting. I thought I was late or something. And so I walked in, I started praying, and 20 minutes later, the Lord spoke to me and said, I'm waiting. And I said, on what, Lord? <laughs> and he said, people, to move into what I've called them to. And then over about the next 20, 30 minutes, I literally saw five angels. Three were sitting down, and two were standing. And honestly, they looked bored. And I said, God, what, what are these angels? And the Lord said, they're angels that have been dispatched from heaven to earth to bring breakthrough in different areas. But people are not using the angelic activity that I have sent down. People are still praying for revival and awakening, and it is here. We have angelic assistance, and we talk about doing something, but nobody has really um, adopted and adapted to the kingdom mindset and understand that we have, I honestly believe, in America and the nations of the world, more kingdom-minded believers and angelic activity than ever before. So we are literally setting on the greatest time to ever be alive. Yes. Now, this morning, when I got ready to walk in the church, and you got to understand, when I walk in the prayer meeting, he always meets me there. He's excited to meet with me, and I'm excited to meet with him. And so I walked in, and I, this is what I heard, greater is coming. Ooh. And I said, yes. So I dove back into prayer, and the Lord kept speaking to me about the greater is coming to the earth, greater anointing, greater power, signs, wonders, and miracles. Greater is coming. If people could only understand that I'm going to do everything I've said in prophetic words and in the written word, people have been just lulled asleep by the enemy and a culture church that doesn't believe in the Bible and the power of God. And the Lord said, it's coming in greater glory. I just need some people to believe it. Yes. You know what? I really, I loved your response to that. You said you walked into the church and you heard the Lord say, greater is coming. And you said, yes. You didn't say, well, what do you mean, Lord? Or what does that mean? Or give me a revelation on that or give me a teaching. You just responded immediately. Yes. <laughs> We're ready to go. Always. <laughs> so I love that. Well, Jojo, I understand that your church is already experiencing a mighty wave of glory. And you're and you're also seeing this in your church and outside of your church when you have meetings. But but what are you experiencing in your church and in the meetings where you go? Open heaven. Mm. Matthew 6 and 10, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth 
as it is in heaven. The Passion Translation says, manifest your kingdom realm and cause your every purpose to be fulfilled on the earth just as it is fulfilled in heaven. And so in, in, in a service like ours, you, you really don't know how it's going to play out, and, and that's fine because it's that's what God wants to determine. You know, we'll be sitting there in the middle of service, and I'll just be like, hey, how many people just, just need to be healed? And people will automatically get healed. Sometimes we're saying, hey, I need my prophetic people to come up. We need to release some prophetic words. Because the cool thing is we always have visitors that drive from out of town every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Every Sunday we have people that drive in from out of town that that view us or one of our ministries online. And so they'll come in. And so we always make place to minister to those people. Yes. And then just what whatever needs to happen we ask the Lord, what do you want to manifest right now? And the glory of God comes in. And here's the cool thing. We ha- there's people that will come in. Sometimes we do not minister to them directly. They will message me, and whatever need they had was actually met. Yes. Because when the kingdom of God is, well, what's lacking in the kingdom? Nothing. If we're true kingdom citizens, you know, people say, this earth is not our home. If we're really kingdom citizens, whatever needs to happen in the service what happened. Yes, yes. Now, I understand, you know, of course, it's totally scriptural, biblical to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And we have been doing that for many, many years and centuries and following that word. And it's such a great, great word and instruction. But I understand it that in this manifested glory that that you guys are experiencing healings, deliverances, and and not even touching anybody, but God's glory is just moving forward and, and people are receiving. Yes, ma'am. There's times that like we have our, our Sunday morning service, but then once a month we have a revival service. And even as I travel sometimes, I always say I'll pray and prophesy over every person here. But then sometimes when we have a bigger meeting and hundreds and hundreds of people come in or when I travel, you know, you may have actually I was this at a place that had two hundred people and for four and a half hours after I preached an hour, I laid hands and prayed for every wow. person. Every wow. person. But there's times that the crowds are so big that by the time I got to some people after you know, some people don't want to wait five hours, I'll say, All right, I'll I'll stay and lay hands on everybody that's here and pray prophesy and pray healing but if you got to go that's under that's fine it's what the lord showed me Mm -hmm. so i pray matthew 6 and 10 i say god your kingdom come your Mm -hmm. will be done on earth as in heaven and i pray a blanket of the kingdom falls on everybody friend when that happens people's countenances change right in front of my eyes yes and one time i just kind of fell back and sat down and said lord you're literally laying hands on 500 people right now wow and you know what happened? Everybody started to leave about 30 minutes later. They didn't need me to lay hands on them anymore. Now, a few still did, and I gave prophetic words and stuff. But so many people were healed physically. Marriages are restored. You have couples in there that were hugging. And I walked back and I said, well, what's going on? They said, well, we were talking about divorce, but God just rekindled our marriage. Oh, that's you know, amazing. You see people talking about their kids being healed. So when the kingdom is manifested, Everybody, whatever that, like some people may need a financial blessing. Some people may need a healing. Some people may need a marriage restored. There's times that, that I've been ministering and somebody kind of jump up and do like a, a little Holy Ghost jig. And I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> I just got a business idea that's going to save my business. We actually have evangelists that come to some of our meetings and they don't listen to a word I preach. <laughs> they sit in the back and they take notes. And I say, what are you doing? And I laugh. They said, because there's such an open heaven here, I can come sit in your meetings 
and literally get messages because the environment, there's an open heaven that the, the Lord is pouring out here and people receive. Wow. We get people who walk in the door of our church and rededicate their life before church starts. Wow. That, that, that's where I want to be. That, that's where I want to be. So the people, people that come there that are already ministers and they want to sit in your church and they have the choice. Okay, listen to JoJo, get a word from JoJo or get a word from God. Hmm, think how t- <laughs> I can understand which one they choose there, JoJo. That's amazing. What does the sign say at your church? Roar. That's it. R-O-A-R. Okay. Funny story. I was ready to pray one day and the Lord said, roar. And I roared like Mufasa. And the Lord said, no, roar. Revival, outpouring, awakening, reformation. That's your ministry. Yes. And I bet the Lord laughed at me. And I'm like, God, I just gave you my best roar, but that's not even what you meant. And I just roared like a lion. And, And so that's it. And so when the guy went to hang our sign, and this is funny. We had our church, and uh, I didn't even put a sign up for the first year. And people said, why don't you have a sign up? I said, the, what's going on inside will be the sign. And when the Lord told me to put it up, the guy had a white sign that had four letters, black letters. That was it. He said, this is the simplest, most basic sign I've ever done. I said, that's all I want. I don't want any natural thing to draw people to our church. If they come for natural things, they're not going to fit at our church. We're a supernatural movement flowing into glory and the power of God. And the Lord spoke to my wife years ago and said, build me a house where my presence is known. That's mm. all he said. Yes, yes. You you mentioned this a moment ago, Jojo. You were talking about the glory and the presence. And, and you're, you're saying that the way you guys experience the glory is it means everything at once because that's the kingdom. Everything at once. Man, this is a powerful line that you said, Jojo. Whatever you're lacking whatever you need that's what shows up when you're operating in this glory who that is that is so powerful give me give me a few testimonies uh i i know there was a young girl that was just right in front of everybody the most miraculous thing that you say you have ever seen okay i was preaching at a church one time that they they didn't speak in tongues and I don't really believe that they believed in physical healing. Not that they didn't believe, but they, I don't think that they, I've never heard them talk about it. And mm-hmm. so I was preaching I'm out of a relationship with a friend of mine. And halfway through the message, the Lord said, preach on the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I reminded the Lord that I didn't know if they, if they were down, they got down like that. But I, I was obedient. And then the Lord said, now preach on healing. And I said, okay. So I preached on healing a little bit. And then I went back to the message that I had prepared well, we got into altar, and, and, and they kind of like have the preacher stand up front. If you want to accept the Lord, you come down. And, and so it was a little different church. And so great church is a little different. And then all of a sudden the pastor said, hey, I need you to come here. And uh, he said, there's a lady coming up in a wheelchair, and we've never experienced anything like this. And uh, everybody's expecting her to get healed because you said she would. Wow. And the Holy Spirit says, don't just pray for her to be healed. Teach. And I said, okay. I said, what's going on? Had a car wreck, a vegetable from waist down. I'm supposed to get married. The doctor said that there's no way that this young girl would ever walk. She will have no feeling in her legs or no movement in her legs. And I started laughing. I said, oh, okay, yeah, that's no problem. So here's what we're going to do. You have no feeling in your leg, right? Okay. Kingdom of God manifest on her right now. What do you feel? She said, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, my legs are on fire. 
I said, oh, that's funny. I thought she couldn't feel anything. Okay, move your legs. She starts moving her legs. She's in a wheelchair. And she starts moving her legs. Everybody starts jumping up and down and shouting. I said, excuse me, did my Jesus go to the cross just for her to move her legs and have a little feeling? No, he did Mm -hmm. not. No. We're complete healing. And this girl was wearing these four-inch stilettos. I don't even know how ladies walk in four-inch stilettos. But, and so I said, this is going to be real good. And so I told her fiance and the pastor, help her up. So she stood up, and she was able to take five small baby steps. And the whole place was just like, oh, my goodness. And so they believed in healing. Now, what happened was I went back to that church a year later, and, and she walked in, and the guy that was with me said, oh, my goodness, I know that girl. I was actually in a room with a bunch of doctors that just saw her and said she is the worst case we've ever seen. That young lady has 100% chance to never walk again. Mm-hmm. There is no way that she can ever walk again. And then they sent me a picture of her a year later dancing at a wedding. Oh, my goodness. Who glory, 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 glory. And, and give me a couple more. I, I know you said that one time, like, every single person— in in the meeting was healed. Oh, this is one of my favorite ones. This is actually where our church was birthed. I was up in Kentucky and I was preaching and at a pretty wild church. So you know, thirty minutes into the altar, you just get started. So we were sitting there, and then all of a sudden, uh, the Holy Spirit says, "You tell them I'm going to heal everybody in here." And I said, "Hey, the Lord just said He's going to heal everybody in here." I said, "Let me tell you what that means." In the East Texas Greek. <laughs> it means bring me the blind and the deaf up first. So a guy walks up and he says, I, I can't see out of my right eye. I said, oh, boy, quit lying in church. And I started laughing. And everybody started laughing. So we actually covered up his left eye, put the Bible in front of him, and I made him read. He started reading. Then the next lady came up and she said, I'm 55. Um, when I was five years old, they took everything out of my right ear. So I literally have nothing up, up top. I said, well, that's what your friend said, girl, but, uh, I started kidding with them and she started laughing. And so I made her cover up her left ear. The pastor walked to the back of the church and talked at just a regular voice. And she said, I can hear everything you're saying. And I said, where's the pastor at? She said, oh, he's right behind me. And she was up at the altar space, turned around. They were all the way in the back. Mm. miraculous healing. And I said, now you just saw the blind, blind eye to see the deaf ear, a creative miracle. God created when they took everything out when she was young. Now everything else will be healed. And this is what's funny. Uh, About an hour later, they, they were praying for everybody. I was sitting on the back row of the church and they said, why are you sitting on the back row of the church? I said, because I'm not going to be here next week. You need to understand how to walk in the supernatural. Yes. Yes. And I said, you've been laying hands on one another, not me. I worked my, 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 my way out of the crowd, sat on the back because the kingdom had met. I said, guys, it's not about a preacher. The kingdom manifested. I just exercise and stretch your faith. Yes. And I said, who was praying for all these people to get healed? You were. And so I, I just didn't show healing, demonstrate healing. 
I taught people how to lay hands in one service. Now that church is completely changed. Wow. Let me take this second since you're talking about equipping and let everyone that's listening know that, uh, Jojo, you have prepared two books. One of them is called Kingdom Thinking. The other one is a 60-day devotional called Walking in Kingdom Power. And you say these books are to challenge and equip, and that is exactly what we have found as we have studied them and read them and looked through them. And you're also going to be adding two audio teachings uh, called The Coming Glory. Now, one of these is you're going to describe and teach on what you call the glory, what it is, and how you have experienced it, teaching people that glory, that coming glory that you say you've gotten a word from God, that it is on its way and it is already here for us to be operating in. The second CD is a little bit unusual, and this is great. You actually are experiencing in your church children that pray for the sick and also prophesy. So you're going to be doing a, another CD, teaching kids to operate in supernatural glory. So just let me encourage you to listen for Sid at the end of the program, and he's going to tell you exactly how you can get this today. Jojo, let's start back right here. We just mentioned that you have children in your church that prophesy and pray for the sick. Now, at least two of these are your children. What are they doing? Well, I'm going to go one step backwards it's what what are we teaching you know like in kids church yes we talk about laying hands we talk about raising the dead and it's funny when my son Ezra he was I have three kids Ezra he's nine now Judah she's 15 and Malachi she's 16 I remember Ezra and he's about five or six came and said hey dad you you know, go out and play. And I had a horrible sinus headache. And I said, buddy, give me a few minutes. I have a horrible sinus headache. He went back and slapped me on the top of the head <laughs> and declared that I was healed because my dad needs to go out and play with me. That sinus headache left me. And I was like, whoa. But the thing is, it's how they're taught. We had a story come in last week uh, about a 12-year-old boy was praying for some people in his family, and they all got slain in the spirit Man. at a family gathering. And a lot of people in the family, they they didn't fully understand. We have other people talk about how they're at you know family prayer at night with their family, and these kids are just starting to just open up and prophesy the word of the Lord. And so this is how we train our kids. But like when when kids are really trained in being supernatural thinkers. They, they think that they can move heaven and earth because they can. Yes. And my kids, when they pray, if something is going on in, in their life, they can pray and they already see how they can shift things, even in the culture, even in their schools, even in their life. Like my, my son, when we're out in public, he, he likes to pray for people. And he's nine <laughs> years awesome. old. Awesome. And, and so like when he prays for somebody, somebody that might be with us, said, do you think they were healed? And he goes, well, of course, we pray in Jesus' name. Like right. there's no thought in their mind that it may not happen. So they're expecting. You you used the word expecting, and that's what we all need to learn. So you're going to be teaching us how important expecting is and how important that is to teach that to your children, but also for yourself. My goodness. Okay, let, let's move into some of the content of, um, of the books that you have prepared here, Jojo. You talk about a kingdom mindset. Jojo, describe to me what is a mindset? What does that mean? 
You know, a, a mindset is basically the way that you think, the way that you view things, and the way that you see things. You can ask two people the same question, and they can give you polar opposite answers. A kingdom mindset is 100% based from the Word of God and relying on the prophetic Word from God. And so what I do, my wife and I, and we teach this to our kids, that when you have a kingdom mindset, your life will shift. You know, I know a lot of people who are radically saved, and when they get into church, they say they've never found so much unbelief Mm. because they don't understand. I had a young man who was radically saved and started coming to our church, and he came to me one day just distraught, and I said, what's wrong, son? And he said, man, this is crazy, but I was talking to some people at work, and, and they say at their church they don't have altar calls. People aren't saved. People aren't filled with the Holy Spirit. They don't see signs, wonders, and miracles. Are, are there really churches out there that don't believe in all that stuff that we believe in? I said, you mean the Bible? He said, yeah, the people I'm talking to at work, they don't actually believe in the Bible. I said, no, they don't believe in the Bible. The majority of churches don't. Wow. If you have a true kingdom mindset, if it's in the Word, that settles it. That is our instructions. That is the law. That's how it is. The Bible said Jesus laid hands on the sick and they recovered. Are we a Christian? What does Christian mean? Christ-like. So if I lay hands on the sick and I am a Christian, a true believer, they should be healed. It's really that simple. And when you start understanding this, Psalms 32, you know, eight, when it says, I will guide you, I will lead you, I will show you the way with my eyes upon you. How can you fail in life? You can't. Yes. If you truly listen to the prophetic words God gives you when he speaks to and align it with the written word of God, that is a kingdom mindset. And what people don't understand when they get a prophetic word from the Lord, when they're dreaming to do something that God has given them. It is actually their carnal mindset that keeps them away from doing it. I know we like to blame the devil and everybody around us and our upbringing and our family. And friends. Listen, it is your mindset. Your carnal mindset is your biggest enemy. Yes, yes, that's so true. Well, what does it mean to you when, when you've said kingdom-minded people should be walking in the supernatural and not the natural you you have described that as once you get that revelation and once you understand that, no limits. What do you, what do you mean when you say no limits? My wife's women's ministry is called Limitless. Oh. You know, let me ask all of the listeners this question, and I want everybody to answer this. What is the limit to heaven? There is no limit. What is the limit to God? There is no limit. Matthew 16, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If there's no limit to heaven, no limit to God, your kingdom come, your will be done. So it's his will, so that means there's no limit to his will to come to earth. We, we truly walk in that. We should be able to walk with limits, with no limits. Now, here's the problem. Limit mind, we limit our minds. You think about Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. You know, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. If you break down the word heart and the original meaning of the word heart, it's divided into two things, spirit and soul. Mm-hmm. Soul is divided into two things, mind and emotion. So let's read that. Trust in the Lord God with all of your spirit, your mind, and your emotions. When people aren't grounded with the kingdom mindset, their emotions will knock them out of everything. The word says the spirit is willing, 
But the flesh is weak. What is the flesh? The emotions in your mind. And so if you can learn how to have a kingdom mindset, that means that your mind and your emotions are under the umbrella of the spirit. As the spirit guides and leads, you're not going to make natural carnal decisions. And when you make kingdom decisions, it's usually not going to align with the way that the world sees things. Yes. Yes. I wanted to to mention one of the books that you're offering, the devotional, the 60-day devotional that you have titled Walking in Kingdom Power. You know, everybody wants power. They want power to live their lives, power to to walk in miracles, power to to be able to fulfill their purpose. Where does the power come from? You know, it's not a big miraculous experience. It is the day-to-day devotion. And my favorite scripture is Matthew 6 and 6. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who stays in the secret place will reward you openly. Now, let me ask all of the, the listeners this. Let me ask you this question, okay? How many times in Matthew 6 and 6 did I say the word you or your Hmm. Eight. What is eight? New beginnings. So every day you start with Matthew 6 and 6. You go to the private place. You shut that door. He's your father. He's not just your parents. He's not just your friends. He is your father. You're not a stepkid. He is your father, and he is waiting on you. Just like when we started this podcast, I talked about two experiences. He is more excited to meet with you then you are to meet with him. Mm. I'm talking about the creator of the whole universe yes. is excited to sit. Now, ladies, you know when you leave the beauty shop, you <laughs> make that appointment in six weeks, okay? Now, that's good because you need to get your hair done, okay? But I'm talking about the king of glory yes. wants to meet with you. Now, when I really got radically, radically saved when I was 20, and I, and I just said, all right, Lord, I, I need a scripture to base my life on. And I felt the Holy Spirit told me, Mark one thirty five. I said, great. I have no idea what that says, but I'll get up and look <laughs> it up. And it says, Jesus got up early in the morning and went to a solitary place where he prayed. So I said, hey, Jesus is the greatest example. I want to be just like Jesus. So I will get up early in the morning, and I will go to a solitary place. Let me give you uh, the, the version for this day and age. No phone, no TV, no computer, you and Jesus, mm. okay, early in the morning. And I get to that solitary place in the morning, and I spend the time with God. That is the Matthew 6 and 6 lifestyle. And so in this devotion, I've just got a few key scriptures that I base my life on. And the cool thing about this devotion, if you can read this every day, just for, uh, you know, you read that and you go on a journey with me. I've had people that read this devotion, and then they said they read it again and again, and it's just part of their daily devotion. Yes. Because they got scriptures, you know, like James 4 and 8, draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. That's what that coming together is. And so when you do this, you're going to start dying to the flesh. And now don't substitute the Bible, but add this to it. I believe you need a book that you are reading every day to go along with your Bible reading to get the Word put inside of you. Yes. And this book, 
has helped. I've had so many testimonies, and I just thank God for giving me this book because he yes. could have gave it to anybody, but he gave it to me. So hopefully that will help you draw closer to the destiny that he's called you to. Well, I love it, and I can't wait for everyone else to get it. You call this time, you know, you said the king of the universe. Oh, my goodness, the great creator. He has meant this to be a very personal invitation to us. And when we do this, then he has a promise in return. Yes, ma'am. And it's just like a loving father, when their kids run up to them, would never just say, go away. No, no, like, like my kids. I love my three kids. And it's so funny because my kids, they're like, Dad, I know you love us, but God loves us more. <laughs> and so it's like I, I'm 47 years young, and I still want to climb up in Papa's lap every single day. Yes. He has never pushed me away. I have never in 27 years of running hard after God went to my private time of prayer and not felt him. Mm. I mean, when I, I can't even get into the door of the church and I feel the presence. When I have a place that I pray every morning at our house, I go into that place. I feel him when I'm traveling on the road. When I start my morning prayer, it's like the just the presence and the power of God just fills the room because he wants that time. You know, as a father, when my kids say, hey, dad, let's hang out. I'm like, what do y'all want to do? They may say, hey, well, let's just you and me go to the park or, hey, let's go outside or let's, you know, whatever they want to do, I'm all in for it because I love my kids. God is looking for his children to come to him, not asking for things, but just to spend time with him. Yes. You know, Jesus promises us that when we seek the Father, that he'll be waiting. He will reveal his heart, and then we will learn how to pray and the will and the plans of God. And one of the biggest things that I see God giving people right now it's clarity. And a lot of times I'm just seeking the the face of God. This is key. We seek the face of God and not the hand of God. Some people go to prayer and all they seek is the right hand of blessing, but they truly don't seek intimacy with God. They don't seek the face of God. When you seek the face of God, you're going to get the hand. Yes. And when you find God in the secret place, he reveals our purposes to us. When we start to walk in that type of intimacy with the Lord, we will understand the power and authority that we have as the children of God. And a lot of people, they go to prayer and they whine, they complain, <laughs> and they get up and they didn't yes. receive anything. No, when I leave, I understand that I've got the authority of the king behind me. When I say when I say something's about to happen in the name of Jesus, it happens. We were recently at a, an event, and uh, I was at a church, and, and I just said, hey, it's time for, for healings to come forth. And 20 people came up, and the, and the pastor said, man, if three or four people got healed in here, man, that would set our church a revival. I said, sir, if three or four people out of 20 got healed, I'm quitting what I do. <laughs> right then, 19 people radically got healed. And then the one, it manifested three days later. And that's what we have to understand. And let's go back to, to Matthew 6 and 6. When you spend that time with the Lord, with that intimacy, the secretly in that secret place, he's going to reward you openly. The reward is an explosive joy that we're going to have. And we are going to be able to live our daily life on purpose yes. with the Lord. And this is a very practical application. I encourage every person to have you a set prayer time 
every single day. Shut your door, seek the face of God, put your phone down. And sometimes my wife and I will be like, hey, I'm going to go to the, the place of prayer. We each have offices in our house and in, or the media room that we have. And, we're, hey, the kids are yours for about 30, 45. I'm about to seek the Lord. And then a lot of times our kids do that. They're like, hey, I'm going to go pull away for about an hour, and they'll take the journal. They may take some worship with them, and they just go sit with the Lord. The greatest things I've ever seen my kids do is I remember one morning I came out of my private time of prayer and one of my daughters was in her bedroom, and she had a worship going and had the Word open sitting on her bed. And then a, a, my other daughter, she was sitting in the living room with, with the, the worship going and and just had her Word cracked open, reading the Word. Yes. About 6.30 in the morning. And uh, I remember I, I said, wow, uh, you know, I, I'm super proud of you. And one morning, one of my kids was in my prayer spot. And I, I said, what are, you, what are you doing? They said, well— I just wanted to really connect strong today. So basically, I took over your private place of prayer today. I said, great. That is fine with me, girl. I'll go outside. You just stay there. And they said, Dad, there's, there was an extra power today. I said, because I pray in the same place every day. Yes. He knows when I'm going to be here. And so he's waiting on me. Yes. Yes. Let's, let's talk about when, when we started the program, we were saying, you know, some people go, oh, you know, all this struggle that you have, it's just all in your mind. Well, as you have revealed, yes, that is a huge truth that our mindset will dictate our circumstances. Let's talk a little bit about putting only positive things in our mind. You, you talk to us about thinking only positive thoughts. Okay. Well, if we're going to talk about this, we might as well go to the Word. Yes. Philippians 4 and 8. <laughs> Think upon the things that are good, noble, just, mm. praiseworthy. Yes. Here's what I like about it. At the end of it, it says meditate on these things. So I'm going to tell you how my day starts. I spend about 60 minutes praying with the Lord. And then when I get done praying, I usually read a little bit. And then here, here's the biggest thing. I stop and I just sit there for about 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I clear my mind, and I just I am focusing on the things that are good, noble, just, praiseworthy. And what does the Bible say? Meditate on those things. Right. So whenever I leave, my mind is focused. One of my favorite scriptures on this is Proverbs 23, 7. For as a man thinketh within himself, so is he. Yes. So let me ask every person listening to this. How do you think? about yourself. I mean, seriously, think about how do you think about yourself? Now, something my wife and I do is we challenge our kids on the words that come out of their mouth. And so think about what comes out of your mouth. Oh, I'm totally going to fail this test. Uh, yes, you yes. are. Mm-hmm. I am totally going to rock this tryout. Yes, you are. And we were talking to one of my daughters the other day and Judah and they were playing a, a, in volleyball, a school that was a lot bigger than them. And she said, I, I just really think we're going to win today. Nobody expects us to win. I said, oh, you're going to get up there, girl, and you're going to probably serve 12, 15 points in a row. She said, you know what? I probably am. Do you know there was a time that she walked up there <laughs> and they were losing 14 to 7 when she got done serving? It was 19 to 14. <laughs> and, and she walked up there and, and I said, you know, that's what I'm talking about. You're going to get in there, and when your mindset is fixed on something, it's that kingdom mindset. And if somebody, if you notice, 
people will say things that actually are contrary to the prophetic word spoken over their life. Mm. See, when you get a prophetic word, fix it in your mind. It's going to come to pass. What you have to realize is you are now in the process. That's where the enemy gets you. When the children of Israel left Egypt, you know, they said if men were going by themselves to the promised land, it had been about four days with women and kids. It would have been about 11 days. Women, don't get offended at me. That's just what I've heard people say. <laughs> but it took them 40 years. Why? It was their mindset. They did not have a kingdom mindset. They were scared of the giants. See, when God gives you a prophetic word, you have to understand your giants will be coming. The reason you haven't stepped into your promise is because you're scared of the giants. But the Bible says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. I'm, I'm looking for a giant. I'm looking for something to slay because I'm going to get everything that God promised me. Yes, yes. And I, I loved the scripture that that you just read, Proverbs 23. For as a man thinks within himself, so is he. So what we think is what we will become. And, and you teach us this is why our thoughts, our mind, what we put in it is so, so important. I love this question that you ask, <laughs> that you ask people, Jojo. Oh my goodness. Who I had to ask myself this question. If my thoughts today become my reality tomorrow, what would my life look like? Let me ask everybody this question, okay? Today, what have you prophesied over yourself? And ha do you have a journal with all of your promises? all of your declarations, all of your decrees. What, what have you decreed over yourself and your family? Every day I pray for my wife and my kids, and I just don't say, Lord, bless them. No, I make fresh declarations. I make decrees over them. And so they do the same thing for their self in all the different ministries and businesses and all everything that we have. I make fresh promises and declarations, and I prophesy to their future. I prophesy to my kids' future. I prophesy what I'm seeing them to do. And the reason that we're blessed in so many things is because I prophesy out of a kingdom mindset yes. over everything, and I expect to receive. People say, how do you get so many prophetic words? You're always releasing stuff on social media. I said, because I position myself Every single day, I'm no greater than anybody else listening, but what I do do better than most people is I position myself to hear the Lord, to fast and pray, to spend times and say, God, change my whole mindset. I just want to live in, with the kingdom mindset all the days of my life. Yes. Yes. Here's something that is so powerful and so wonderful to understand that, that you teach. You know... Maybe we don't think so much about our own mind. I'm not, I'm not sure how I can strengthen my mind. I can do this. But we don't have to rely on our own mind. But you're teaching us, Jojo, that, that we have access to the mind of Jesus. I have to say a big wow on that one. You know, I'm going to just ask everybody that's listening once again, because I want this to be super interactive. I want you to leave today, and I want you to say, this is what I gleaned from this podcast. So let me ask you this. Do you have a kingdom mindset, or do you have a set mind? Now, if you have a set mind, you're not going to change. But a kingdom mindset, you're always learning from, of course, the king. Yes. And so what kind of mindset do you have? Do you have a natural mindset? This is something that I hate when people say it, but unfortunately it's true. 
oh, that guy, he's just a product of his environment. He's just a product of his raising. What I teach people is if, if your family never broke the ceiling of a certain amount of finances, you can break that. If everybody in your family dies of a certain disease, we can break that. You're not going to live like everybody around you. You can break out of that. You can entrepreneur a new business. You can see yourself um, change. I remember I told my wife when we first got married, I said, we're going to get the word divorce and we're going to rip it out of our dictionary divorce will no longer happen in either yes. one of our families yes. because it is is not in having a set mind. It is in the mindset of the kingdom. And a lot of times when somebody goes to pray for somebody, let's say for healing, they're like, oh, but man, they've had this for 10 years. Oh, that's right. God can't heal anybody if they've been sitting like that for 10 years. Man, he can change anybody at any time. you got to have the mindset of the kingdom that when the fresh wind of the Holy Spirit hits any situation, that it's going to change. And a lot of people do not have that, and that is the problem about the mindset. You know, I love what Bill Johnson said. He says, you know your mind is renewed when the impossible looks logical. Yes. And so— I'm the type of person that I'm always looking for a challenge. Like when we, I remember I was at a friend of mine, we were in a conference together. He was going to pray for healing. And there were a few people with canes, crutches in a wheelchair. And he uh, looked up and he saw them. He went to the opposite side. Well, I, I did me a little hop, skip and a jump. And I walked <laughs> straight over there to them. That's exactly who I'm looking for. He was looking for the common cold. I was looking to throw some crutches, you know, and just to, to see people change. What is your mindset? And get out of your own way, people. Listen to me. Get out of your own way. You will talk yourself out of every single prophetic word if you you have the chance to. You have to get the word from the Lord. I tell you what my wife says. She is the greatest person on planet Earth. My wife says this all the time. God, you have my yes before you even ask me the question. Mm. And so whenever God gives me a prophetic word, I say yes. And there's times that we were at a restaurant one time and my wife, um, she went to the restroom to wash her hands. And when she walked out, she yelled something out real loud in the restaurant. And I started laughing and she came in and she said, God gave me a huge action step in my life. And I wanted everybody to know to make sure I was held accountable for what the Lord just gave me because I would talk myself out of that. You know what? We held her accountable, and she walked that word out 100%. See, when God gives you something, it will scare you so bad. <laughs> That's when you know it's God, because it is the impossible. But this is what I tell people all the time. You're going to think I'm crazy, JoJo, when I tell you this. And I say, no, I won't. They'll tell me. I said, oh, that's logical. I can <laughs> see you doing that. So you need people around you who will speak life into you because, listen, I've done the possible. There's no fun in doing the possible. Seriously, when, when I saw my wife, I was at a prayer meeting, and she walked in. I thought an angel had floated into the prayer meeting. <laughs> I literally went and looked at myself in the mirror of the bathroom, and I said, God, I've, I've read in the Bible where you healed lepers, and, and, and you made a huge seat part. If you can pull this one off, and that girl right there will marry me, that's the greatest miracle <laughs> of all time. That girl said yes eight months later. 21 years of great marriage, three kids, and that's the biggest miracle I've ever seen in my life. But you know what? I would have talked myself out of it. 
But the second I laid eyes on my queen, the Lord said, that's your wife. Because I promise you, I would have talked myself out of that. And this is what everybody told me. There's no way a girl like that will marry a guy (laughs) like you. And I would have believed him. But I had a word from God. Yes, yes. And it it sounds to me like the word limit and the word impossible is not words that you use. Not, Not at all, because that's the way that I think. I mean, if you really... And I do this a lot. I'll just study the life of Jesus. And he was probably the funnest person ever to walk around because all he did was mess with religious people's minds because he he didn't think like they did. He was always looking for the next person to love on, the next person to bless. The, and it was always the person that nobody would probably want to love on, the most undesirable. But he would always do these miracles. Well, actually, he was just living normal kingdom life, but we call them miracles, signs, and wonders. Yes. But he was just doing what he saw the Father do, and he knew this was what he was supposed to do. And when we can change our mind to live like that, it shifts everything. Yes, yes. I, I want to go back to this. when we're, We were talking about power just a moment ago, and Jesus said to his disciples, the people that he was teaching, Behold, I give you power. And Jojo, I know God has revealed to you that he is doing way more behind the scenes than people can even imagine. And for this time that's coming, we need to hang on to that and know that Jesus has said, Behold, I give you power. Yes, and I got a few scriptures right here. Uh, Ephesians 6.10, it's one of my favorites. Now, my beloved, I have saved the most important truths for last. Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in you and through you. So here's the thing. Let's go back to Matthew 6 and 6, Mark, Mark 135. In that private time is when that explosive power flows in you. Oh, but when you got that power, you got to let it out. When you come out of that, when you come out of that prayer room, you Mufasa, you Lion King, you're coming out looking for somebody to lay hands on. Because why would you have all that power infused inside of you if you weren't going to release it? You know what that power is? That is the kingdom of God on the inside of us being pushed out by the Holy Spirit to a lost, hurt, and dying world that needs us so much right now. Hmm. And Ephesians 119, um, I love when it talks about that there is a power of God available, and through this power, we can live our lives as an advertisement of this immense power as it works through us. My friends, listen to me. Please hear me today. God is looking for somebody. He can give this power to to use it. The only way you will get this power is if you die of the flesh and you live in the spirit. Yes. You cannot walk in pride to carry this type of power. Second Chronicles 16, 9, for the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the whole earth that God can find one person whose heart is completely loyal to him. And when your heart is loyal to him, he will, will just give you this power. You already have the authority to operate, and you will see more salvation, signs, wonders, miracles. And the cool thing is, as you're just living your day-to-day life, people will be drawn 
to that power, and it will overflow out of your life yes. like you could never even imagine or experience. Ooh. Yes, yes, that's right. Jojo, I want you to take just a couple of minutes for all those people that have been searching for, for purpose and wondering how they can make a plan for their life and, and talk to them a little bit about what you you say is a plan that's that's already there. It's already in place. You know, there is. And I want to start off by talking about when Jesus was actually baptized. We all know what the Word says. This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. It was God the Father was already just given affirmation to Jesus. And so just like Jeremiah 1 and 5, before you're even forming your mother's womb, I already preordained you. We all have something that God has called us to, and it is usually centered around our gifts, talents, and abilities. Yes. And when you fall in love with the Lord and build your intimacy up with Him, you will start to use your gifts, talents, and abilities. That's why the Word says that your gift will make room for you. Now, also in the church world and also in the business world, and, you know, because God uses, you know, marketplace ministry in church. But what we have to understand is when you know that you know that you know that you are beloved son or daughter of the Most High God, your identity in Him will be the greatest thing. One of the greatest compliments I get from people is they're like, Joe, you are one of the most hard-headed people I've ever (laughs) seen in my life. Listen, you can't talk me into anything, and you sure can't talk me out of anything. You know why? Because and my wife, she is the same way. She does not have an inch of waiver in what God has called her to do. And we're raising our, our kids like that. Like our kids are, are so fun. Like their friends say, hey, do you want to go to this? They'll be like, no. Not like just point blank, no. Why would you spend your life doing things that do not benefit the kingdom of God? Now, I want to talk to you about what true peace, joy, and happiness is, knowing that you are 100% centered in the will of God. See, when I was younger, I would invite God to be a part and bless my plans. But I remember about 10 years ago, I said, God, for the rest of my life, all I want to do is what you want me to do. I want to live my life in the center of your plans. So please put your plans in my heart so I will carry out Mm. your plans. And when I pray, I'll pray the will of God. Friend, at that very moment, my whole life shifted. And my life is going in a direction that I'm living a life that I don't even need a vacation from because (laughs) I love my daily life. And I want everybody to have the love and joy that my wife and I have in our life. Like there's sometimes people say, man, your life looks too good to be true. And I say, oh, you, you like the anointing and the oil that we have, but you don't know the crushing we went through. And a lot of it wasn't from circumstances and situations. It's us constantly putting ourselves on the altar saying, God, make me a vessel that you can use. By doing that, we're doing all of these amazing kingdom assignments in in ministry, also in some business things, and we love it. We, We love the life that we've created with the Lord. And so when you have that identity and you know what you're called to do, you will not waver. If somebody gives you a good idea, you'll say no because you only want the God idea. And a lot of people are living a good life, but they're not living the God life. They're not living out the destiny. You know, I I love the word destiny because when you can find your destiny, do you know what the original meaning of destiny is? No. Invincible necessity. Mm. Your life is an invincible necessity. What's invincible? 
it means it can't be stopped. What's a necessity? It means that it must happen. The way that our world is right now, it is simply because people are not fulfilling their God destiny. When we do the life, we live our purpose and our destiny, we will manifest the kingdom of God and we will see our world start to change and turn to Jesus. Yes, yes. And you know what? I I appreciate the fact that you bring out this point about when we are walking in the kingdom, we're also walking in the abundance of the kingdom. My favorite scripture in the Bible is Ephesians 3 and 20, where it says, God will do super abundantly above all you dare to ask, think, hope, Mm. pray, or dream. So let me ask you, Super abundantly, that's a pretty big word. Yes. He will do abundance, a big word, but super abundant above all we dare. Excuse me, did the Bible say dare? Like second grade, like I double dog dare you. <laughs> I'm going to double dog dare all the listeners right here. When you pray, pray big. Quit praying small. We don't pray small in the kingdom. We pray big. God will do super abundantly above all you dare. I dare you to ask the Lord what's in your heart. Why do you think it's in your heart? Because he put it there, you know, and so you got to do that. He would do super abundantly above all we dare to ask. Are you asking? Think. Are you thinking big? Or no, you have limited natural thinking. What happens when you get kingdom thinking and you think bigger? And then dreams. Some of you, your dream factory is broken. <laughs> get that, that dream factory. Right. Start dreaming again. Right. And then pray. Do you pray small? I, I pray big and I play big. I mean, we, we, we pray big. It doesn't cost any more to dream small or to dream big. So why not dream big? Yes. yes. We got to do that. And so most people do not have an abundance mindset. I know so many people who limit their self um, in their walk with God, in their finances, in their health. They just limit, 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 limit. Listen, our God is limitless. And I'm just going to tell y'all, I want everything that God has for me in this life. Because when I'm blessed, everybody around me is blessed. And I want to change generations. I want to change my region, my city. I want to change America and the nations of the world. And I will walk with an abundance mindset all the days of my life. Yes, yes. Jojo, will you take a minute before we leave here and pray for those that are listening? Yes, it would be my honor. Father God, I want to thank you for each and every person that we've had the honor to speak to today. And even as we're praying, I declare, Holy Spirit, you start to speak to every single person where they are not operating in a kingdom mindset. They may have something wrong in their theology. Their parents may have taught them something, Lord, that was good advice. It wasn't God advice. I want you to show them, Holy Spirit, the things that are holding them back from thriving in life in areas they're just surviving. But things will start to shift for them because this shift is for generations to come and to be a blessing to every person around them. And I declare in the name of Jesus Christ that every person that is listening, you are going to walk in complete healing physically, complete healing spiritually, complete healing financially, 
complete healing emotionally, and God is about to turn some things around. He is going to make a way where there seems to be no way. And I declare that over each and every person that is here, and I pray, Holy Spirit, that every person that is listening will receive a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And God, I pray that they make the God habit of spending time with you every single day in the mighty, powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Yes, yes. Amen. And let me leave you with this last word. This is something that I learned from Jojo. If you can change the way you think, if you can develop a kingdom mindset, then you can walk in the supernatural and you can change your entire life. Wow. Let me uh, tell you one more time about the resources that Jojo has prepared. It's his two books, one called Kingdom Thinking and the other Walking in Kingdom Power. That's the 60-day devotional plus his brand new and exclusive two-CD audio teaching series called The Coming Glory. That includes CD number one, What is the Coming Glory? And CD number two, Teaching Kids to Operate in Supernatural Glory. Wow. Well, here's Sid Roth to tell you exactly how you can get that today. Sid? Have you ever felt stuck in life, continually encountering the same issues over and over and over again? It's most likely because of a wrong mindset. When our thinking is wrong, our mindset is wrong. Our decisions and circumstances are they all going to reflect it? In Kingdom Thinking, JoJo Dawson challenges every reader to confront the negative thought patterns that keep you from living your life to the fullest, the abundant life that God promises you. JoJo says, a mind that is set on the kingdom of God will manifest the kingdom of God. So let's start thinking kingdom. Positive thinking is good till your first crisis. Kingdom thinking is what you're created to do. JoJo has also prepared a 60-day devotional called Walking in Kingdom Power, developed to show you how to live and operate in the kingdom and discover your God-given book of life purpose. Be sure to get both brand new books by Jojo Dawson, Kingdom Thinking and Walking in Kingdom Power, the 60-day devotional, also his brand new and exclusive two CD audio teaching series, Kingdom Glory, all for an investment of just 35 U.S. dollars. Be sure to ask for offer number 9798. Once again, that's offer number. Nine, seven, nine, eight.